That's right, baby. You know what it is? It's DJ Sus One, the feature presentation. Listen, make sure you wake up with Taylor Andre Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 a.m. on Big City 101.3 FM. Wake up with the Radio Rebel. Politics, news, conspiracies. Wake up your third eye with unorthodox conversations leading to universal consciousness. This is the type of stuff I'm into, all right? Make sure you tune in. Let's go. Let's go, let's go. Good rising, good rising, kings and queens. Let me tell you something. Everything happens for a reason. What are you saying? What do you mean? Everything happens for a reason. I don't care what's going on. Yesterday, I made a point to discuss the fact that, you know, sometimes we feel a little bit overwhelmed when it comes to our bills. Sometimes we feel a little bit overwhelmed when it comes to everything just going on around us. When we're in the middle of the storm, we feel as if that is the only thing that has ever happened to us was the storm. And then we come out of it and we're like, damn, I'm stronger than I thought. That wasn't as bad as I thought. I'm okay. You know, we, we take inventory of the things that we thought we lost during that storm and coming to find out we did more gaining than we did losing. Everything happened for a reason. I was in need of something, didn't even know what that something was, but was in need of it. This rising definitely was. Had an idiot driving in front of me, the slowest person on earth. I should have known they still had the old school green license plate from 25 years ago. And I'm like, oh, Taylor, whoo, saw everything happens for a reason. All right, I don't believe my own BS. Let's go. Move, 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 move. <laughs> I park, get ready to walk into the studio, and uh, I hear beep, beep, you know, Reggie B's with me, and a male is waving his arms, talking about some come here. First and foremost, uh, I ain't finna go nowhere, but I knew who it was, so I ran across the street, almost got hit. I'm sorry for anybody who almost just hit me, and in the middle of the street, I got to hear my grandmother's voice, good rising, Nana. Talk about some govern yourself accordingly. She didn't say good morning. She didn't say good rising. She didn't say I love you. She didn't say nothing else other than baby, govern yourself accordingly. Govern govern yourself accordingly. Uh Uh-huh. Go do what you got to do. Go govern yourself accordingly. And just that alone was enough for tears to well up in my eyes because that is probably the most specialist, important woman in my life. Second to a sorry. <laughs> and I just, and, and Nana, if you're listening, if you have a Nana, please give her a call. I don't care if, it, I spoke to her last week. What you gonna do? Give her her flowers while she's still living. Cause you gonna wish you gave her some flowers or some love or a phone call or a text message. Cause some of these grandmas be texting y'all. <laughs> or a Facebook message. My grandmother was hard on Facebook before I was. But just please give our elders all the love and all the respect that you can possibly give because when they are no longer here, you're going to wish you had one more moment. Um, and shout out to Uncle Terry. That Uncle Terry's like my daddy, y'all. Shoal is. Uh, as far as weather, traffic is concerned, it's cold. Get to where you need to be. Last night, I attended the emergency town hall meeting, the emergency town hall meeting. We need to discuss the fact that 
what I feel. These are my feelings. These are my thoughts. These are my opinions. If you were there, please share your own. 617-282-0062. Now, as you all know, Anari attended the Henry Grew. After the Henry Grew, it was the Pope John Paul. After the Pope John Paul, Asaria got into a charter school and because of sibling preference, Anari did too. When Anari was at Henry Grew, the mayor, Mayor Menino at the time, came to his school and I was like, yeah, so excited to to finally meet Menino at that point in time uh, and, and speak to him about what I felt were injustices going on in my child's school. Menino wasn't there for education. Menino was there to talk about physical uh, um physical fitness. He was there to talk about basketball. He was there to talk about sports. And that enraged every cell in my body as a parent. Because the Henry grew, again, I say this because I people tell me when I give this story, people like Taylor, you're not supposed to do that. That's illegal. Henry grew had the test scores of the school, the the different grades with their math test scores and their science test scores and their all their test scores. Right there, as soon as you walk into the front, now you know I'm an active parent. I'm I'm there all the time, right in the front. And everything was in the 70s. But yet, if your child brings home a grade for me, don't bring me home nothing less than a B. A says that you did what you're supposed to do. A minus says that, you know, you're not really understanding the concept. B says you got some work to do. Let's work on that. C says you really don't give a care. Anything lower than the C, you weren't even trying. Did you show up? How do I know? Because I was that student. I did what I could to BS my way through. That's not going to happen to you. Henry Grew had those posted up. And I was enraged because if these schools were so proudly put up this 70 and the mayor's coming to visit, is this the status quo? Is this acceptable across the board? Absolutely not. I spoke to the teacher. Teacher sent me to the principal. Principal sent me to the superintendent. Superintendent said, sent me to the school board. School board said, Taylor, uh, actually what we're going to do is call the police because you sound a little irate. So, I, I swear from my right hand before sweet baby Jesus, I had to speak to some sort of school detective because the voicemail that I left was quote unquote threatening. I tell you no lies. Last night when I attended this emergency town hall meeting, the only thing I heard was charters, charters, charters. They're the reason why we're failing. Charters, charters, charters. We have to put a stop to them now. Do I believe in prioritized education? Absolutely not. Do I believe that we need the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to come in and fund our schools? Absolutely not. Do I believe that these other large corporations need to come in and start paying for schools, a.k.a. owning our schools, a.k.a. Remember, we have to buy lobbyists, and when you buy lobbyists, you buy politicians, and when you buy politicians, you have the power. No, I don't want you to buy my child's education so you can have control of what he, she, them are learning. Absolutely not. But at the same time, BPS has been broken for years. 
The only reason why charter schools exist is because BPS wasn't doing what they were supposed to do in the first place. Do I believe that we need to sit here and privatize education? No, but I don't think we need to sit here and call an emergency town hall meeting to address the facts that everybody are already aware of and to point the finger at them. What I believe should have happened last night for our emergency town hall meeting should not have been, do you know who the sponsors were, a part of the, the, the on the bottom? of the uh the flyer every single last one of those sponsors were totally against financially against everything like they they put their efforts they put their time they put their finances against rallying around the thought that charter schools are this this horrible this horrible corporation that are doing nothing but stealing away from our kids. No, baby, BPS been broken for a long time. When are we going to address the fact that BPS is broken unless you live in GP, JP, unless you live in West, West Roxbury, unless you live in some parts of South Boston, the South End, your child is getting a horrible education, except for those few little scattered schools that are really doing what they have to do, those few little scattered schools that, that may have become turnaround schools, those small little in-district schools, those small, like, there are exceptions to every rule, absolutely, just like every charter school is not a magnificent, you know, holy grail school. No, there's bad apples everywhere, everywhere in everything. But last night, they drove out hundreds to speak on the fact that we need an emergency town hall meeting. So we could say if I took a shot for every time they said something negative about charter schools, I would not be here right now because I would have died of alcohol poisoning. I was so frustrated last night and to see that they had children on the stage talking about I went to a charter school and it was a horrible experience for me because it was hard. It's supposed to be hard. And what do you say? Each year was challenging. Each year, and it's supposed to. But no, 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 no. What do you, what do you mean? But what do you mean? I, I know there's so many other news stories that we could get to. Y'all could read it on the Wake Up with Taylor Andre. I we need to discuss this now because this is happening in our city right now, right now. The fact that we have corporations trying to come in and to buy our education, the fact that GE is coming in and they're a billion dollar corporation, 12th in the nation. And we think it's okay to just give them more money, but yet our school systems is itching and complaining. Yes, I left off the B, itching and complaining that they don't have $50 million for operational cost. If you guys can't see this problem, I need to shut down the mic now. I don't understand. When you go and get your hair done, where do you go? To my beautician, to my stylist, to the best one in the city. Hey, hey, Fabrice. I love you, Fabrice. That's my stylist. That's my beautician. That's the only one that puts her hands in my hair. When you go and get your nails done, who does your nails? Uh -uh, I'm not going over there. I don't know them. I'm not going to waste my money just in case they don't know what they're doing. Right? Think about this. When you go and get your car fixed, who fixes your car? My mechanic. Who's your mechanic? I don't want to share. He gave me a real good price. 
I really don't have one since Big D's gone. <laughs> shout out Big D. Shout out to his family. I love and appreciate him. Miss him so much. But yet when it comes to education, we are so quickly and so blindly willing to send our children to anyone to teach them, anywhere to teach them. And do we really put the, as much effort as we do as making sure our hair and our nails are completely on fleek? Where you go to, I know, I cry when I go and get my eyebrows done by the lady who is not my lady and they mess up. I, I don't know. It's something about my hair. Whether it's my eyebrows, whether it's the hair on my head, I get emotional when it comes to my hair. And if my eyebrows are messed up, I got to deal with it for the next two months while I grow them out. I get a little emotional. But I'm not the only one. Y'all won't go nowhere else but your eyebrow lady. And women, come on. I need y'all to snap it out because y'all will go another week. If your eyebrow lady's on vacation, you ain't going nowhere. You just going to take the little pencil and color it in, right? But what about your child's education? I need us to be so steadfast in our children's lives that we're not going. Nah, my child ain't going to that school. My child is not learning from that educator. My child is not dealing with that principal. My child is not going to a school where they are continuously failing generation after generation or whether it's the entire district that has a problem. I need you to be as passionate as you are about your hair and your nails about your child's education. 617-282-0062. We have a call on the line. Good rising call. You live. Good rising caller. Did we lose you? No, I'm here. How are you? Okay, I pulled you up, baby. Call me back. 617-282-0062. There you are. Good rising, baby. Hello, Taylor. Come on. How are you? All right. I got you. All right. You know what, Taylor? I don't mean to rile you up anymore, but you're making all the talking points to for Mecco, you know? Why allow your children to be that sacrificial lamb to be part of a system that's broken, you know, at their expense? You know, you're making all those talk the same talking points. You're talking charter, you know, and you're saying you're you, oh, you you're stuck on that phrase, busing. Uh, you're busing them out there, you know? Um, but you're making all the talking points of make, ensuring that your children have the finest education, you know, by allowing them to go to a district like West Roxbury, like you talked about, or JP or Newton or Brookline, you know, when their education educational system doesn't have the same problem as the capital of this city. My two cents. Thank you so much. And you know what? In all honesty, the crescendo of my soapbox is the fact that the only thing that I want, I have never, and I, I, you guys hear how passionate I am about education. Whenever I can, I attend any and all of these meetings when it comes to education and none of the meetings that I have gone to in the past three years, not once have I seen adults come together. You know, the hashtag last night was schools we deserve. Um, what Ply say? Beh? You ain't in school. <laughs> you ain't in school. Schools we deserve. You don't deserve anything. And I think this comes back to our ego. 
You don't deserve anything. Your child deserves a better school. Schools your children deserve. Schools my child deserves. Not schools we deserve. Our, our words are so important. The crescendo to my to this soapbox is the fact that I have never seen the, the conversation of districts or BPS and charter or parochial. I've never seen the conversation where everybody came together and said, listen, pride aside, ego aside, finances aside, everything aside. What can we do? Charter. What can we do? Private. What can we do? BPS. What can we do? Boston Teachers Union. What can we do? Mayor Marty Walsh. What can we do? Governor Baker. What can we do? City councilors. And I give a shout out to City Councilor Tito Jackson, City Councilor Ayanna Presley, because as always, they were out showing up and showing out last night. But with all these individuals in the room, all these adults, all of this power, all of this brain power. And hold on. One more. What do you think children of BPS, children of charters, let's come together in this one space and say, what can we do for the children? How can we make this system work for the children? That's all. That is all all we need to do do you know how many organizations there are against charters do you know how many organizations there are about parents complaining about bps do you know how many organizations there are a student-led uh, organizations for better education all of these damn organizations are is is the same as the mayoral race we could have a black mayor right now but we don't because we have too many egos on the ballot Nobody wanted to come together and say, listen, we're going to pool our resources and vote for this one person. We didn't want to do that because we had too much ego. And that's exactly what we're doing to our children's education. We have too much damn ego in the minds of adults and we're losing our children. I don't think you understand that we have teenagers that are showing up at these meetings saying, I had to go to community college. I had to drop out of my four year and go to community college because I didn't understand what was going on. Because I felt like those children were so much smarter than me. I felt like I was missing years of education when I heard these other children speaking and I had no clue what they were saying. We are losing our generation. And then I need to put things into context for you. We are the best in the nation. We have some of the best schools in the nation. And if you take a look at our education system and you, you take into context that we are the best in the nation, you better be pissed off because the rest of the damn country is kind of... I want I wish that we were on XM radio today because I'm feeling some type of way. I don't understand. Again, I go back to your stylist, your beautician, your nail lady, your eyebrow lady, your barber. You won't leave. You won't. You'll wait. It'll be a pause moment. You just gonna have to look crazy. I'm just gonna have to be ugly these next few days. And you'll withstand it. You'll sacrifice. Go on and put on a hat. Go on and put on your sweater, your hoodie all the damn time. 
Girl, don't look at my hair. You know, my lady out of town right now. But y'all don't do that when it comes to the baby's education. Come on. Come on. What Nana say this morning? Birdie B, what Nana say? Govern yourself accordingly. And when it comes to these babies' education, ain't nobody governing nothing. Not accordingly, at least. 617-282-0062. Good rise and call you live. Good morning, Taylor. Hey, baby. I listen to you guys every morning. I do Uber, so I'm up early and I'm at it. Um, I just wanted to, you know, give you a little bit of encouragement, I guess. Um, you know, I just wanted to tell you that I'm from Florida, and, um, you know, I I went through that whole no child left behind thing, and basically... I've struggled. I'm, I'm 23 in April. I'm 24 in April, and I've struggled for a long time with trying to find confidence to attend college because it was that bad, Taylor. It was really bad, and I don't mean to cry or you know be emotional, but I need you to fight this fight for me. Like they need that. Kids need education. If I wasn't a thinker, if I didn't, I I would be at home. You know, while my, I was a latchkey kid, so I would be at home. Um, reading books under the covers and my mom would yell at me. She'd be like, you know, why are you reading books late at night? And I had to, I had to do that for myself because I wasn't getting that at school. They weren't doing that for me. You know, it was, it was no child left behind. So what was happening was, Taylor, I didn't learn shit, but I was being passed. I left Florida. I left my mom. We were fighting all the time. I left her at 16 years old. I said, Mom, I'm going to live with my dad in Massachusetts. I, I, I had a, I sat down with a guidance counselor and a guidance counselor told me, baby, if you don't pass this FCAT, which is like MCAS, if you don't pass FCAT this year, you're not going to graduate. You're not going to walk with your friends. You're not going, you know what I mean? And that was devastating to me because I knew I wasn't dumb, Taylor. I knew that. So Thank I came you, up here. Thank you. I love every bit of your story. Just do me a favor in the future. Don't cuss mm-hmm. for me, baby. I like my job. Okay, but sorry. I, I understand. And if you get emotional, that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I ain't mad at mm-hmm. you because I'm I'm emotional right now too. And it it mm-hmm. every cell I, I in my it. body it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I don't get it because we have absolutely no problem making sure that we personally, our clothes on fleek, we look like this, we look like that, and our whole physical personal appearance is on fleek. But your child's yeah. education ain't on fleek. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, baby. I love and appreciate you. Uh, um, as far as Uber is concerned, you know, Lyft got this thing, uh, double-sided promotion. You get a little money, I get a little money. Hit me at 7 a.m. <laughs> okay. I'll go ahead and give you that code. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome, baby. Have a wonderful okay. day. 617-282-0062. Good rise and call you live. How you doing? Hello. I just want to say that I definitely agree with everything that you're saying. Um, I went to a charter school um, my high school career, and I'm currently in college right now. I'm graduating in May. Um, I went to the Academy of Pacific Grand. Go on, baby. Right? <laughs> I just want to say that I, I think that charter school has definitely prepared me for college. I don't think that there's nothing wrong with charter school. People might say that it's challenging, but... The challenge is definitely always worth it if you're trying to, you know, go to college and, you know, get a good job in life. It's just part of just part of the whole system. So I definitely agree with everything that you're saying. I do not think that 
charter school is, um, you know, challenging at all. So I, one of the things I would like to say is thank you for that, because last night they had two students on the stage and uh, one was talking about how he attended a charter school and how it was so difficult and how it was so hard. And that was a good thing. But, you know, it made kids depressed and it made children not want to excel and succeed. And, you know, children were dropping out and not coming to school because they were so depressed about the hard work. And this goes back to the fact that BPS is broken because half of these children going to charters came from BPS and have to catch up. And that can be challenging. And I understand how challenging it is. But for me, the only thing that I want is I want us to be in the same space and to have a conversation. And I want the charters to stop bashing BPS. And I want BPS to stop bashing charters. And I want us to stop pulling our kids out of school and putting them in private school. Half of us don't even have the funds to do so. But then when are we going to have that conversation about when is it, what are we going to do for the babies? How are we going to fix this for the children? There's parents that are currently at meetings that were uh, uh, BPS students at one time that are fighting for a better education for their children. But instead of fighting to say, what can we do to fix it? They're fighting uh, because all they hear is the rhetoric about the reason why your child is failing is because of the charters. BPS was broken before charters became this corporate education, and that's what it's becoming now. So I'm at no. I don't want anybody to think that Taylor. Oh, Taylor just for charters, just because our children go there. I'm for equal education everywhere. I'm for. I don't care if you live in Roxbury, West Roxbury, Dorchester, Mattapan, South End, the Seaport. Your child, if you live in the city of Boston, if you pay city of Boston taxes, you should be getting the same education anywhere you go. If you live in Roxbury and then you pick your child up and move to High Park, that child should be getting the same education that it received while it was in Roxbury. Or your child leaving Roxbury or leaving West Roxbury, moving to Dorchester, should receive the same education from West Roxbury to Dorchester. That makes the same sense. It just makes sense. You go to any other city, any other town, the children K through 12 get a bus, right? Why are our sixth, seventh, and eighth graders on on our uh, MBTA buses? Why? You go to any other city, you go to any other town, the children get to grow up with the child that they met in kindergarten. We are the only... I'm still trying to find if you could help me. I, I think I'm a pretty good researcher, but I still have yet to find somewhere where they have all of the cities that are currently still in 2016 busing children out of their city or town and bringing them into an affluent neighborhood in order to learn. I have yet to find any data where it says, oh, yeah, 2016, we still busing. Because that's what it is. I don't care. You can call it the MECO program if you want. You know when it came out? In 1966. Y'all ain't fixed the system yet to bring them back home? And if we're going to talk about the fact that 50% uh, the schools that our children are currently uh, entering into with the MECO program are 50% white and they wanted to diversify it a little bit. If that's the case, let's go to Boston Latin because they're 47% right now. They're 3% away from being 50% white and not having enough diversity. Oh, you didn't know that? 
47%, absolutely. And I think it, if we're going to round up, I think it's 47.8. So it's really 48. <laughs> okay? I'm sorry. I know it's Freaky Friday, but the freaky thing about it is y'all too worried about yo everything being on fleek and you ain't worried about your child's education on fleek. If that ain't freaky enough for you, I don't know what is. Y'all need to be scared that our entire country... Our entire country. Take a look. If you are a BPS student, if you attended BPS, I need you to take into the context that the education you've received is one of the best in the countries. How you feel now? Like, uh, damn. When I said that, because when I go into these spaces, people don't know these little tidbits. Like, damn, we are. Are we the best? Are, are you serious? Are we the best? We are one of the best in the nation, Massachusetts, as far as education is concerned. I had a parent say to me, damn, I feel like BPS failed me. I feel like BPS failed me and we are the best in the nation. <sighs> exactly. What's that say for the rest of your country? 617-282-0062. Good rise and call you live. Good morning, my dear. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. How are you? Fine. Thank you. My train grew up right here in Massachusetts and they're growing right now and to tell us truth i'm from the caribbean and to the, the 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 knowledge that we have and what's growing up with the children here if the parents and put their foot down what you think will happen to generations to come because we all are parents in one form or fashion but when when children grow out we put we quote our face and say yes my child is the best yes it's truth but the thing about it, I outside here as law enforcement and like to help everybody else, which my both children are grown up, our grandchildren too. And the same thing, grew up from Madison and part of Medco, which I grew up from Catholic, from the Caribbean. And the thing about it, we grew up with respect, honor, to respect every and each one of our peers. And if we ain't carry ourselves the way we're supposed to be, how our children will carry their self or we grandchildren to come and the nation to go on. As the same thing as she says, I know why you was angry, because very simple, it's how we carry ourselves. Thank you, dear. Thank you, baby. I love and appreciate you. I hope you have an awesome day today. You know, we still have elders that still got some sense. We still got elders that are governing themselves accordingly. We still got elders that are trying to teach some sense into these young parents. We still have elders. 617-282-0062. Good rising, Kali, you live. Good rising, Miss Taylor. Good rising, my king. Tell us why you mad, son. Tell, Tell us why you mad, mad. son. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she's going to storm the Capitol. <laughs> I, I, I wish well, parents I were mad know. enough to do so. I wish parents yeah. were uh, upset enough to go ahead and storm uh, the, the state house or storm City Hall and say, listen, enough is enough. Because let your nail lady do the wrong thing. Let your barber cut you the wrong way and you ready to raise hell in the shop. But as soon as you get out, when it comes to your child's education, it's just, hey, you know, we, we're doing the best that we can. You know, and you're willing to accept it. Just accept it. You know what? We um, <clears throat> Go ahead, baby. I'm not going to. 
I'm not going to cut you off. No, it's okay. No, no, go ahead. It's okay. It's okay because I feel, I feel the same way. You know what I'm saying? But I can't, I can't get as vocal as you because I'm, I'm looked upon as a threat. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 372-pound, six-foot you black man. You know what I'm saying? I can't get animated like you. So I need you to get animated. I really do. You know, I've gone to my daughter's in a um, charter school. I've gone to the state house. I have testified before the, the, the hearing, the board, whatever you want to call them. You know, what I said to them, you know, rings true. When I was in school, we had choices. We had parochial, we had private, we had medical, you know, we had choices. Why are they trying to limit my daughter's choices? You know, Boston, you know, Boston Public School, they're the, you know what it is? I look at it like this. Boston Public School, they're the, they're the parent who doesn't want to be told that they're a bad parent. Because, you know, you can't tell a parent they're a bad parent. All holy hell will break loose. You can't tell a parent they're a bad parent. But Boston Public School is a bad parent. They don't want to accept help from somebody else. They don't want to accept help from the new parent on the block, which is charter schools. You know, my daughter, she went to, I got full custody of my daughter over seven years ago. She went to two Boston Public Schools, the Matterhunt and the Greenwood. You know, and they both dropped the ball. I'm sorry. You know, throwing out names, throwing them under the bus, they dropped the ball. My daughter was coming home two, three days a week with one page of homework. I'm like, no, that's not acceptable. You know, my daughter's already behind. She needs to catch up. Y'all need to, you know, this is what y'all need to do. This is what I want y'all to do, and it wasn't done. So I was lucky to get my daughter into the Edward Brooks. You know, she has excelled since she started that school. She's at the top of her class. We are going you know, almost weekly on um, high school interviews to get her into a good high school. Now that, I have a, I kind of, it's good, I like that, but I kind of have a problem with it because when I was in high school, all you had to do was just pick a school. You pick five schools and you got your first three choices and you pick which one you want to go to. Now you got to go through all these interviews, you got to go to, um, you got to write essays and do all this stuff in order to get into a good high school. And my daughter shouldn't have to go through all that what she does and we're, we're, we're getting it done because I don't want my daughter to not keep going as far as she can possibly go. You know, and I'm sorry, but Boston Public Schools just, they haven't done that. They're not putting that out there. You know, so why should it just be one choice? It should be more than one choice. Absolutely. So when, uh, as far as choice is concerned, a lot of the parents, thank you, baby. I love and appreciate you. Hope you have an awesome day today. One of the problems that a lot of parents have out here as far as choice is concerned is you're taking away BPS's choice when you're taking away from BPS money and you're giving it to charter schools. And there, there is a problem. There's definitely a problem when it comes to our children's education starting to become privatized. When we have corporations that are trying to come in and buy schools and have con- Control over schools. Listen, donating money. Oh, they're just donating money. Nah, you need to find out why. Listen, when you donate to a certain fund, there's a reason why you're donating. You have something attached to the reason why you're giving money. These big corporations are not giving money out of the goodness of their heart. They barely even pay their employees. They are buying these schools for a reason. I do not believe in privatized education at all. But I do not believe that we need to sit around and have meetings over and over again blaming the other when we could invite the other to our house or to in, into equal space and say, what is it that we can do? There are certain things. Parents are raving about you. Please tell us your practices. How can we make ourselves better? And not once did I hear anything about a solution 
anytime I go into these spaces. No, I hear people complaining. That's all it is, is just making complaints. Can we please come together and speak on one accord to what can the ba- what do we need to do for these kids? What can we do for these babies? Put your ego aside. Put your pocket aside. 78% of a $1,315,500,000 budget. Figure it out. My biggest thing is we have countries with a GDP smaller than that $1,315,500,000 that are still outperforming us in math and science and even our own language English. Figure it out. Out. It's, it could all be so simple. The pain, the pain, the pain. <laughs> but you'd rather make it hard. 617-282-0062. Good rise and call you live. Good morning. How are you doing? Can you feel it? Can you feel the energy? I, I'm Mr. Negative today. How about that? Well, you know, I think... When, I, when most immigrants come to this country, one thing that they seem to do is look on the map, see the community that has the best um, school, and that's where they move to. I think our folks, for some reason, they'll be what they'll call uh, working class or upper um, working class, and they'll live in the hood. You got $150,000 coming into your home, and you're living in the city of Boston. You complain about education. Move. Get him out. Find out who. Nah, um, nah. Who, I'm not moving. This is my city. This is where I want to move. The education system needs to be fixed. And as soon as well, GE I, comes in and we give them all of these discounts and all of these, you know, we're going to help you buy houses and incentives to buy this. And we're going to have a whole bunch of executives that are going to start voting. All, this school system is going to change really quickly. And so is the landscape of the city. I mean, it's already changing if you look at um, parts of Oxford. But here's the thing. Most of us cannot afford to live here. I mean, if you're, uh, if 80% or 90% of your income is going to pay your rent, then it might be time to skedaddle. I mean, uh, would you house? keep going to rest? How huh? many people have been here all their life? All my life I had to fight. Uh, th- this is their whole life. I'm not leaving. I shouldn't have to move. If anything, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to continue to fight. I'm going to continue to fight. Mel King has been fighting for how long? Something's got to give. But uh, here's another thing. What is so great about the city? It stinks. It smells. It's filled with rats, pollution. Like, I don't get, I mean, I'm glad I don't live there anymore. I mean, I just don't see the obsession with it. All my life I has to fight. All my life, ah, hard times like yeah, bad trips like yeah, Nazareth, I'm f***ed up, homie, you f***ed up, but if God got us, then we gonna be alright. We gonna be all, it's gonna be alright. Right, we're not leaving, we're not fleeting, we're not running away, we gonna be alright, we gonna fix this. As long as we can have collaborative conversations and do right by our children and Nana govern ourselves accordingly, we gonna be all right. We have to fix this. We can't sit here and say, oh, it's broke. I'm leaving. And that's why half these relationships are messed up. That's why all these people got multiple baby mamas, baby daddies, because don't nobody want to fix nothing. We don't we give up on everything. Everything. Child's future. And that to me is a hell of a price, I think. I mean, to to have a zero two one one nine zip code on your mailbox. I 
to me, it's just not worth it. But to each their own. But I don't get it. Well, I thank you, baby. I, I thank you for every time you call. I love and appreciate you. We got two other callers on the line, 617-282-0062. If y'all want to go to Facebook, there was um we were supposed to talk about sex, but I, I, the cells in my body, are so I'm so fired up. I'm so fired up. Because last night, it, it just, it, it, it dumbfounded me. Just listening to the conversation, I just sat there in, in complete disbelief. An emergency town hall meeting, no solution. <laughs> I want to call an emergency town hall meeting so I can itch and complain about all the things that we already know. They discussed the history of BPS schools, the history of busing. They discussed the history of Jim Crow. They discussed the history of why our education uh, is already has already been messed up for black folks. The history of why black folks can't learn. The his eh, 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 thank you, thank you for that history lesson. I was well aware of this. We know the problem. At any point in time, are we going to get to the solution part? No, let's just break up in groups and keep complaining. Throw the hell up and find a solution. Fix it. Fix it. One billion three hundred fifteen million five hundred thousand. I think I'm gonna get it on a t-shirt because I say it so much. That is, we have countries with a GDP that is lower than one billion three hundred fifteen million five hundred thousand, and they still outperform us in math and science. Figure it out. Good rising, caller. You live. Good rising, Taylor. Um, thank you for putting your voice out. The only one thing, please be careful with your blood pressure. Hello? Thank you, baby. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you by yourself, I do not want you to bring your blood pressure high. Uh, the problem I'm having with this charter school for the first, um, the minute this thing was coming to a board, I'm like, why do we have um, charter school? I want to know why. If the Boston Public Schools not uh, doing their job, they should get fired. Because I live in a suburb. There's no charter school in the suburb. I, you know, it's either you go to school, uh, to the Boston school, or private. You choose which one you want to go to. But in um, Boston, it's different. If your kids, if you want best for your kids, you got to fight to get into a lottery for your kids to go to charter school. I, it really makes no sense to me. Uh, my second thing I had to say about this, like I said, we don't vote people in. We just come around, just call the 101.3 and raise our voice, and that's it. When it's time for a vote, everyone stay at home. There's a brother that said that, well, I'm always complaining, saying that the people need to vote. It's a selectman. No, sir, it's not a selectman. They don't select people to become president or select anyone to be governor. You choose the person you want to be the, your next leader. If you don't go out there to choose your next leader that say that's going to do something for your community, you're going to have these type of stuff happening. One thing, guys, we need to find out and we need to know, rich take care of rich, poor take care of poor. So if you want to stay home and just be poor, this is the same thing they're going to be doing. As we all see, just Boston is changing. I drove down Roxbury. I'm seeing a bunch of white folks. In Roxbury, where people couldn't walk, I'm seeing a bunch of white uh, folks walking and driving their bikes, riding their bikes. We need to wake up and start, you know, changing our lives. That's what I had to say today, uh, 
Taylor, only one thing is you still haven't told me where you want to go to, out to eat with your kids. Listen, the kids said it's not about me because I was naming places. I was like, how about this is an organic place? They're like, ah, no. How about you just tell him Fridays and you don't have to eat? We can eat. <laughs> so okay. the children would prefer Fridays. Friday's great. I'll try to do my best to take care of you uh, uh, next week. Um, stop by the radio. Thank you so much. I, I no thank problem. you. I love you and I appreciate you for that. Six one seven two eight two zero zero six two. Good rise and call you live. Okay, sweetheart. Have a good morning. Hi, baby. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Talk to me, Papa. Cordell came from just from New York. Grew up right here on Blue Avenue. In, in yeah, and where he says exactly. I grew up from the Caribbean, and to tell you. A school is great, just the same way, and the same thing you say. I do not want your blood pressure high, but the thing about it, we have to get together. Instead of murmuring and talking about each other, pull together and get everything, because we only know one school that we grew up in. We know nothing about the other type of schools. And if we have pulled together, who will pull together for us? Think about that. We have future ahead. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I look out every day where I work, which I wouldn't put over there. I see many, many young folks. So I have to look at them and think what's going on. This early in the morning, is that a parents, grandparents, or what's happening in the home? That I say, and check the phone, or I just say, and murmur. Before they go to school, or if they want to go to school, or what's the problem at home? Some ask for a dollar, some ask for nothing, and I had to look at myself and check. I and this is what gets me at my age to see exactly what are we doing for our young folks outside here. This is what we have to realize. Is that what we're doing? For the neighbors, for ourselves, is what we're doing at home to help our children, our grandchildren, or the neighbors' children, if the neighbors can't help. We have to help each other. Otherwise, if we don't help each other, what do you think will happen later on? According to the cartoon, and said, we go catch real hell. Mhm. Mhm. I thank you, baby. I love you. I appreciate you. Hey, they calling. The Caribbean said I completely understand when it comes to the education thing because some of these Caribbean countries are third world countries. They, their GDP isn't one billion, three hundred million, five hundred thousand. But they come to this country knowing two, three languages, knowing uh, a metric system, and not just pound. They know the metric system. They come knowing. Knowing and, and and shut you put them in a school system and just because they have an accent you want to sit here and second guess their education no baby they know more than half of the people in the class they know they probably know more than the damn teacher the Caribbean don't play when it comes to education they don't play they may not have a lot of money but they don't play when it comes to education we need to figure out what is being done in other countries that have a smaller GDP than our school budget but that are still outperforming us 
What are you doing? How can we implement this? How can we come in the same space and have a conversation about what is it we need to do as adults to make the education system in this city equitable? Taylor, you can't say equal. You have to say equitable. I've been corrected so many times when it comes to that. In equitable education across the city, no matter where you live in the city, if you live in the city, you should you should obtain, you should receive, your child should get the same education in any, I guess we could call them little boroughs, Roxbury, High Park, West Roxbury. No matter where you live, if you pay city taxes, you should get the best of the best education. Your child should be on a yellow bus until the 12th grade. <laughs> like every other city in town does. We need to figure out how do we bring these babies back? How do we bring these babies? 1966 when Mecco started. When are we going to bring the babies back? I've never heard a conversation about shutting down Mecco and bringing that talent and bringing those that wit back home. I've never heard a conversation ever about shutting down Mecco. I've never heard a conversation about how can we implement what these schools that our children are, uh, are, are attending through the Mecco program. What are they doing? They're succeeding because our children are going to college. What are they doing and how can we implement it? I've never heard a conversation like that ever. And I try to I try to invade all education spaces that I possibly can. I try to go to every hearing that I possibly can. If I can speak at the hearing, I'm opening my mouth. But I don't get it. 617-282-0062, good rise and call you live. Good morning. I think they all dropped the ball. I think parents dropping the ball, the teachers dropping the ball. I think they all dropping the ball. A lot of Caribbean parents come from the Caribbean and they forget. They forget the things our parents did when we were younger. Parents are not checking homework. Parents are not going in and voicing their opinions in the school. Whatever the teacher says, it goes. And I just feel like they all dropping the ball, in my opinion. I have a seven-year-old that is going to charter school, and the charter school is dropping the ball. I go into the school three days, well, the minimum two days a week, and sit in the classroom with my child. The reason why I do that, because they were labeling him and saying, oh, well, he was not paying attention. He can't stay still. Maybe we need to medicate him. So I'm like, okay, but he's doing it at home. So if he's doing it at home, then something's happening in the classroom. I need to go see myself. I don't want to judge. And I go sit there, and I'm looking on. I'm not a parent that's going to say, hey, listen to the teacher. I just sit back in the back of the class, and I'm just looking on. They are dropping the ball, okay? First of all, my son comes home, no homework on the weekend. No homework at all on the weekend. When I ask the teacher for homework, well, we encourage them to free play. Listen. I had a free play when I was going to school in the Caribbean. I had homework throughout on, until Saturday. If you want to have a good Saturday and a good Sunday, you did your homework on Friday night to make sure it was done for the teacher on Monday morning. They're not giving homework on the weekend. I have to ask for it. And when I do get it, I have another girlfriend that goes to the same school. She's like, well, how come your son got extra homework? I literally have to go into school and said, I need extra work for my son. He is bored on a weekend. He's bored. 
I spent $35 a month going to Christmas tree and staples, buying extra books just so my son has something to do. The reason why he's fidgeting class, the child is bored. They, they're not coming up with solutions. All we're doing is getting angry. And believe me, I love the passion in your voice. I love it. Because that's how I sound when I go to school, go into the school to talk. I had a meeting with the teacher yesterday. And the teachers are trying the same thing they tried last term on, the, on my son that didn't work. They're trying it this term. Again, we had the IEP teacher and his classroom teacher in the same building. The classroom teacher is saying the things that they're given is not working. You think she's transferring that information to the IEP teacher or the social education teacher? No. She's telling me. So I'm like, did you tell the IT teacher? Well, I haven't met. And they're in the same building. It's only two floors. They're in the same building. So, but they're all dropping the ball. All of them. And they need to make sure there's a proper education for every single child. They're saying that we have equal opportunity. That is such lies. They don't have equal opportunity. They don't. They have this cookie-cutter thing that they like to put all children in. All children in this cookie-cutter. That cookie-cutter called the IP class? The, um, yes, the, the, yes. the ed plan? That cookie-cutter? Yes, yes. The ed plan that gives that the city cutter. more money? That one? Yes. Yes, that same one. They put all the kids in the same thing. You're giving my son a string to play with. And then telling me you can't pay attention. You gave him something else to take his attention away from what you're teaching him. If it didn't work last year, and I'm his mother, carried him for 10 months, and it didn't work, it's not going to work this year. I have to go into school and tell him, I think I'm almost a little snappy to say, listen, don't use it. I don't want to get that way. I don't. I want to have respect for you, and I want you to have respect for me. But it's not working. What the books is telling you, it's not working. How do you work with children for 15 years and don't realize that the things that they're putting in the books for you to implement, it's not working for every child. I understand if it worked for Johnny, but it's not working for Nathaniel. You don't get that? The cookie cutter is like we all have to fit in this, this label on this box, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. They're, go they're not going, as you said, to other countries and finding out why does it work over there and it's not working here. We have the same type of children. We have the same, and believe me, we have parents with the same type of passion. We do. We do. But, but then again, everybody's dropping the ball. The Caribbean parents are like, you know, I have to work. It gets, I'm getting old. I can't manage. And then, 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 listen. I, every morning, I'm in the classroom. Every morning. So parents thought I was a teacher every morning because they're not dropping the, the ball on my two black boys. They, they got to get education just like everybody else. I'm sorry. But thank you for your passion. I have the same amount of passion like you. I wish there's something I can do. I wish someone could say, Nicole, you know, cross the street, go down the road, and this is going to happen. Because believe me, I will be there. And I have, a, I have a lot of parents that would do the same thing. I have a teacher telling me, Nicole, thank God for the passion you have. Because your son, they would have done job. They would have already been medicating him. And he would have been walking the streets in days at seven years old. Because that's what they do. Instead of finding the root to the problem, let's just give him a pill. 
and he'll be fine. So he can sit in the classroom and still not pay attention, but he will be quiet and he won't make a sound. But anyways, thank you for listening. Thank you so much. I love and appreciate. See, that's the passion that I'm talking about. That's the passion that needs to be discussed. You know, I want to go back to the story that I read yesterday. A private school designed primarily for LGBT youth and teachers is scheduled to open in September in Atlanta, Georgia. Pride School in Atlanta will serve K through 12. So your friends back in kindergarten are still your friends in 12th grade, like every other city in town. Uh, Students, as well as teachers who feel different from others and do not feel supported in their regular school setting will be able to attend and work at this school. Hmm. Children have full permission to be themselves as well as the educators said the school founder and transgender teacher uh, where there's no worrying uh, is this teacher going to be a person for me or am I going to be by myself is this place going to be where students can just open up and be the best person they can be absolutely Hmm. when LGBT kids uh, can see you when they know that you can come they can come to you when they know that you're the same that you're less likely to uh to this is horribly written uh they're less likely to die or be suicidal for one they're less likely to get pregnant when they don't really want to get pregnant they're less likely to get into drugs and alcohol and depression when they have somebody in the front of the classroom who looks like them who they feel uh can relate to them and if that's the case then why Have we not put together a fund? Listen, Dr. Umar Johnson said, all I need is $1 million, $1 million, $1 million, sold. Okay, no, now I think I need three. $3 million, $3 million. (laughs) Why haven't, if Dr. Umar Johnson can go ahead and collect monies to build his school, the Marcus Garvey, Henry Grew, Martin Luther King. (laughs) The Marcus Garvey, Frederick Douglass Academy. Don't beat me, Reggie. <laughs> I put you everything. Why can't can we? Can we? What is it going to take for us to have a private school? And it could be the red, white, and black, or maybe the red, <laughs> green, and black, or maybe it could be, I don't know. Maybe it could be the homeschool, homeschooling, schooling. I, I, I don't know. It's just, it could be anything. It can be, but people just gotta they they. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know why people are not getting, you know, uh, this situation. And it's a very serious uh, detrimental situation. And if they don't get on board 10 years from now, 15, 20 years from now, their children are going to be out there and their children are going to be out there and their children are going to be out there. It's going to be a perpetual situation. That's been going on for years. Listen, parents, if you are out there listening to this woman right now, I beseech you, please. You, you you have to do something when it comes to the children's education. What I do for my niece from time to time, I'll go to her house or I'll call and I'll say, Demaya, what, what did you learn in school today? How was school today? School's good, Uncle Reggie. What did you learn today? She said, we learned about Santa Claus and how he gives presents to the uh, good kids and, you know, how he, uh, uh, um, how he doesn't do anything for the bad children and talking about the Indians and the pilgrims. And she said, Uncle Reggie, they told us that the pilgrims are... Uh, uh, came up with Thanksgiving dinner, invited the Indians, and Indians didn't want to go. That's exactly what she said to me. That's what they're teaching your children in school. And until you debunk that and debrief that and show them the real stories, they're going to go on believing this stuff because children's minds soak up a lot of stuff that they're told. And then they're going to read James Lowen lies. My teacher told me, yes. and they're going to feel betrayed. Like, what? why was I in school? But but they're, they're, but when they get teenage years, when they get teenage age and adult age, it's too late. 
They're already they're already believing the stuff that they were told when they were children. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We do uh six one seven two eight two zero zero six two. I wanna apologize to everybody who was uh listening in, hoping to get their little knocks off, <laughs> rocks off, freaky Friday. Taylor about to say something real sexual. You know what? Uh go ahead, head over to Facebook and we'll periscope later. All right. I promise. We can go ahead and periscope later. I'll periscope with you all day. Uh the topic of conversation was whether or not you should have sex with your significant other even when you're not in the mood. Um Freaky Friday, having sex with your significant other even when you don't want to. I've heard women say, you know, as a wife, it's my duty to please my husband. I've heard men say, if I don't do it, somebody else will. Should you engage in sex simply to please the other even when you don't want to? If you want to go ahead and respond to that, that's the Freaky Friday. That's on Facebook. We'll periscope later. We'll uh, do all that stuff later. But right now, last night there was a town hall meeting and at this emergency town hall meeting uh had there been alcohol in the room and they said taylor take shots every time they bash a charter school i'd be dead of uh mm. alcohol poisoning right now mm. and again anari attended bps he attended henry grew in high park uh we took him out put him in pope john paul that was probably one of the most difficult financial times for me because you have to come out of pocket and pay for your child's education uh and even still there were more heathens at, at a catholic school than mm. there were uh, at a bps school and I, I felt like that it was way too lenient teachers had no idea where they were doing and even mm. though it was a catholic school and they had that catholic structure they didn't have a curriculum structure mm. so we went ahead and left that Asaria was uh, accepted into a charter school and uh, out of sibling preference Anari was allowed to attend the charter school and when I tell you that his grades and I, I'm with the parent that just called like my child was coming home with no homework my child was coming home with uh, again I was that parent going and spending money on books so when you go home we're going to work on your handwriting we're going to work on this math we're going to work on this uh, writing this English and you know I bought those books. Those mm -hmm. books are not cheap. Mm -hmm. uh, when they're young, if there's a, a parent right now that's listening that has a young child, when you're young, uh, kindergarten through like preschool, actually preschool third through second grade, third grade, you can go to the dollar store actually. Mm. Uh, and that this is I'm I'm being honest. This is how I started with Anari and Asaria's education. You go to the dollar store. You pick up those little dollar notebooks. You start working with them when it comes to uh, their their writing and their ABCs and their colors. And even as young as two and three years old, you get them these books so they can get in the habit of, of doing this. Anari and Asaria pick up 600-page books right now and read by themselves. I don't have to tell them to go mm -hmm. to the library. Reggie B finds them there all the time. Like High five. High five. High <laughs> yeah, five. Absolutely. High five. And last night when I was at this charter school meeting, all I heard was charters are the reason why your kids are failing. BPS would be better if charters didn't exist. Your child's education sucks because BPS ha can't do anything because charters taking all our money. And never have I once in any of the spaces that I've been in heard adults say, listen, we have a problem that needs to be fixed. How do we fix it and what can we do that is going to be best practices for our children? Mm. Never have I ever heard this conversation where charter, private, parochial or BPS or the BTU, Boston Teachers Union or Mayor Marty Walsh 
or the governor or any of the children from any of these schools came into the same space and say, what can we do? What needs to be done in order to fix this broken system? And it didn't break yesterday when Bill and Melinda Gates decided they wanted to buy corp- uh, buy education. It didn't start yesterday when the Walmart Foundation decided it wanted to buy education. This has been going on for years. How many? Yeah. Um, charter schools. Fifty. Okay. All right. I see where you're going with this, Reggie. <laughs> I see where you're going with this. I, I had to debrief you for a second. I see. All I right. See, I see your facial. I see your facial expression. I bring you down. So they had the student on stage last night, and he he used the Donald Trump phrase for me. He was mm. like, "Let's make BPS great again." I said, "Hold on, wait, baby. <laughs> like America, when has BPS been great?" <laughs> But when he said that, everybody was like, yes, yes, like the crowd went crazy. Make BPS great again. Hold up. Pause. Wait. Oh, y'all. When was BPS great for you or your or your children? I couldn't tell you. Mm -mm. I couldn't Mm -mm. tell you. We got some callers on the line. 617-282-0062. Good rising. Call you live. Good morning. Good rising. Um, So I'm actually a Boston Public School teacher en route to a math conference specifically designed to uh, teach students of color math in a more culturally relevant, engaging way in San Francisco. I've listened to the topic a few times. It's my first time calling. Um, I feel like you have a lot of good points, many, many, many good points. But I um, heard you say something about box bar and buying a curriculum and some conversations past. just like to say something about the achievement gap since people have touched on it. There is no achievement gap. There are the descendants of slaves and there are the descendants of the slave masters. If you teach those two bodies of students the same way, you will always end up with unequal results. Given our history as former captives, what you have to teach us, how you have to teach us, and where you have to start is very different from how you teach our captors' children. Um, It just so happens that the school system uh, writ large is not willing to take the political jump to make those sorts of revolutionary and radical approaches available to our students because it would mean widespread equality, not just educational equality. So in large measure, the problem that you're seeing in Boston public schools, and it's not just Boston public schools, it's public schools all around the country, frankly, since Boston is one of the higher performing districts, in fact, at some point it was the highest performing district in the country, um, that's not something that's a palatable conclusion for many, 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 many people. The achievement gap, the education gap, whatever you want to call it, makes a lot of people a lot of money. A lot, a lot of money. So problems are good for people. If I can teach within a problem, I can perpetuate a problem, so on and so forth, I can profit from said problem. So the suggestion you made about uh, African-American private school is dead on. And in fact, that is our only salvation. Um, I'm saying this as a Boston public school teacher. Our salvation does not lie within Boston public schools. It does not lie within charter schools even until we gain the political capital, the economic capital to do what's right on our own behalf to teach those tenets of Garvey, self-sufficiency, self-reliance, self-awareness, self-knowledge. We're just going to keep running around in the hamster cage. Can I tell you that I wish I could hug you right now? He says the first time calling, but he needs to keep calling. Reggie B said you need to be a uh, a, a continuous caller. That you said that this was your I'll first try, time. I'll try. I'll try. You guys are usually talking when I'm on, uh, when I'm dropping my son off. So um, 
I can try. Uh, again, like I said, I understand and feel the passion. Um, very intimately working within the system. Um, but again, it's a problem where, you know, you mentioned Bill and Melinda Gates. We can talk about Pearson. We can talk about Holton Mifflin. We can talk about all the educational consultants and so on. Um, the, the, the Negro problem, as the boys coined it, is the most profitable problem of the 20th century. And it's looking like it's going to be the most profitable, profitable problem of the 21st century as well. So if it's not prisons, it's schools. It's term. They, they serve uh, very similar purposes. And that's not to say the school is there to jail a student, but school is there essentially to produce a certain type of worker. And this is not by, this is not by accident, it's by design. So if you go back and you read the John Dewey's and you go back and read uh, the other educational philosophers, the other gentleman's name is slipping my mind right now, Public school education or public education was never supposed to be on par with private education. It never was. So why? When you get the name of that second gentleman, uh, can you please give that to uh, us? Horace Mann. Horace Mann. Horace Mann. So if you go read Horace Mann and John Dewey, um, and they're writing when public schools became compulsory, I believe the year is 18, uh, near the, the, the start of the 19th century, um, Factory workers were uh, the primary product or economic product of, of said schools. That's why you ring a bell. It's why we work on the agrarian calendar. Well, he said, hold on, hold on, hold He said, this is why they ring a bell. This is in books? Let me go read because it's not illegal yeah, no more. Yeah, Ho- Ho- Horace Mann and John Dewey, the, school, the structure of the school was uh, designed primarily to produce a certain tier of workers. So how we teach poor students, how we teach uh Immigrant students has been the same way. So this is now a problem that African-Americans face, but Eastern Europeans, Jews, Italians, so on, face the same problem when they first arrived in the United States. So Irish students were educated largely the way African-American students are now. It just so happens that they had more economic mobility via the trade union, uh, via a very tight insular economic network, in their neighborhood that allowed them upward mobility that then allowed them access to better schools. And if we're talking about Irish people specifically, uh, that network of Catholic schools then became feeder schools for larger uh, Jesuit universities like Boston College. So we have never created uh, those spaces for ourselves in terms of creating feeder schools that would take some of our students who perform well, nor have we had the opportunity to create alternative economic routes like uh, trade unions and so on to start to build an economic momentum or build economic clout so that we can start to fund our own schools. And that's been primarily the problem. So this thing is not where we've been been caught in it because we don't have the other uh, socioeconomic capital outside of the system to ameliorate, ameliorate the system from the outside. But that's do you have social do. media? Can you email me? Can we connect? Yeah, sure. All right. So sure. everybody already has access to my email address, Andre at Gmail. First name, last name, T-A-Y-L-A-A-N-D-R-E at Gmail. Taylor, why are you giving out your email? Because it's on my website. Anybody can contact me. So please, yeah. when you get a chance, please send me an email. I would love to connect with you. I, sure. Let's talk this out, because if we can go ahead sure. and bring this information into certain spaces and go ahead and, and, and pool our money, Reggie, there's no reason why. 
There's no, they, they got trust funds to build buildings. Yes. If we have trust funds in this city, you know, the whole, um, what was it? The freeze frame Boston. They had a yeah. whole town hall meeting, emergency yeah. town hall meeting. <laughs> yeah, I swear that's the new thing for 2016. Yeah. Emergency town hall meeting. Everybody show up. Actually, um, you know, if you want um, that space where I have the open mic, we can use that space for free. We can use that and, and have something done there if you want to do that with him. I can make it happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, I and I just want to say to the caller, the first yeah, line when you talked about, you know, the education for the slave master's children versus the slave children, that was absolutely. bars, man. That was right on point. And the rest absolutely, of the information that you gave, true. man, was straight up just knowledgeable right, stuff, bars. man. That was bars, man. Right, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart, baby, say it with your chest. That's what's up, yeah, man. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I, can I make one recommendation? People need to sit down and read Miseducation of the Negro by Carter G. Woodson. If you want to understand why the educational landscape has looked like it has for us for going on two centuries now, read Carter G. Woodson's Education, Miseducation of the Negro. Very, very. That's important. the one where it's like um, it it's it looks like a woman and she has like a a lock on her brain or something like that. Absolutely, yes, yes. There's many different covers, but that's one of them. Yeah, but that you need to read that. Another book that people should read to get a better handle on this is Black Reconstruction by W. E. B. Du Bois. Miseducation of a Negro. What's the name of the author again? Um, Carter G. Woodson, Miseducation of a Negro, and the book by W. E. B. Du Bois is Black Reconstruction. You know what? I thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. I hope I can see you sometime in the near future because I just I want to hug you. Totally. I thank <laughs> you for that. We I'll needed that. I'll take it. I'll take it. All, all right, you. baby. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy your conference. Bring us back some knowledge. Peace, yes, man. Ma'am. Yes, sir. Have a good day. All right. Woo. Bars. Bars. Six one seven two eight two zero zero six two. Good rising, call you live. And I thank you for your patience for the callers that have been on hold. I yes. thank you for your patience for those that are continuously calling and weren't able to get through. I thank you for your patience. I promise to pull you up. Good rising, call you live. Good morning and good rising. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you, Taylor? I know who this is. How are you, my king? I'm doing okay. I'm on my way to. Uh, an academy, high school academy in Providence, Rhode Island, invited by the principal to introduce the People's Academy to possibly be a satellite location. Hold on, hold on, hold on, go on. T. Michael Thomas. Oh, man, work to do. Yes. So for those who don't know T. Michael Thomas, please let them know what you do. I am a copper smith, and I train inner-city residents to be employable to be hopefully part of all of this construction that's going on in our great city that we have been left out of everything except the cell. So we need to get our folks in our community employed and on these construction projects. Can, can you hear me? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh Man. My God. Something is going on in this radio station right now, y'all. I don't know what it is, but when she gathers herself, she's going to let you guys know, hopefully, or she's going to say something, but something emotional is going on here right now. So bear with us for a second. I'm going to continue to talk until she gathers herself. But listen, my slogan is we, us, you, and I. We have work to do, and it's going to get done, but we need everybody on board, everybody that hears the sound of my voice, that cares. We need you on board.
T. Michael Thomas, I thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. I hope you have an awesome day today. Enjoy your day. And I hope that we can get <laughs> as many principals in the city of Boston to see your value like uh, Rhode Island just saw your value. Mm -hmm. So I opened my email. <clears throat> I opened my email and the first email that popped up um, said, Jane, Taylor, give me a time and a date and we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> Jane Elliott is the woman that is all over Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. She's a white woman with glasses and she talks about who here wants to be uh, African-American? Who here would trade the position of being a white person for being a black person? Anybody? Any, anybody wants to stand? Maybe you mm -hmm. didn't understand the question. Who here, based on the treatment of African-Americans, would become black today? Nobody? Then you know exactly why the treatment, you, you know why, because of the treatment and the way that they are treated yes. of black people. Jane Elliott just gave us her time, Black History Month. We got Jane. <laughs> <laughs> and for those that don't know who Jane Elliott is, if you've seen a Facebook or YouTube clip, she did a clip some time ago, some years ago, where she had... Um, some people who were brown eyes sit on one section of the room and the people who had blue eyes sat on the other section of the room. And if you saw that clip, that's who Jane Elliott is. <laughs> and she broke it down and she hurt some feelings in that room when she did that experiment. She made a girl cry. The she girl did. was like, this ain't fair. She was like, my point exactly. Good. I'm glad you understand it ain't fair. It ain't fair out here for a Negro. <laughs> And, and the not. girl was like, just like, no, no, it's not fair. How could yes. you do this to people? Yes. And Jane Elliott, it was like, listen, this is the exact point that I'm trying to make. Right, right. If yeah. this is the way you feel and simply on a classroom exercise, how do you think the black community feels mm -hmm. in the society of white America? And this is a white, white, a elderly, white, a white elderly woman who gets it, people. She gets it. She gets it. And if you don't know who she is, YouTube her videos and just watch them. Cause she speaks to truth. Hold on, I'm 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 about to I'm about gonna put see, some up. I'm gonna see if I can pull it up. Okay. Well, Team Michael Thomas, if you're still listening, congratulations, brother. Yes. It's gonna yes. happen for you in Rhode Island. It's gonna spread more. Just wait for it. You know what? You know, um, what Nana say? You know, Jesus had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus had to leave on um Bethlehem. What did not Bethlehem? Where he was? Don't beat me. I don't know the Bible that way. Jerusalem. Jerusalem. He had to leave before they came back and accepted him. So you might have to leave, T. Michael Thomas. You might have yeah. to go to Rhode Island before Massachusetts actually sees your value. Because I know you've been here fighting. I know you've been beating down some doors. Yep. And God sees you and we see you. But maybe you might have to leave yep. your own backyard before somebody can see value in you. Yep. Absolutely, man. And it's going to spread like wildfire after a while. Oh, Lord have mercy. I can't tell you the chills I have right now. Jane Elliott, y'all. People, I've never seen her do that before. She scared me half to death. I didn't know what was going on with her. I thought she was going to fall out of something over here. I had to keep it going and have my own I'm composure. Gonna, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I want every white person in this room who would be happy to be treated as this society in general treats our citizens, our black citizens, if you, as a white person, would be happy to receive the same treatment that our black citizens do in this society, please stand. You didn't understand the directions. If you white folks want to be treated the way blacks are in this society, stand. Nobody's standing here. That says very plainly that you know what's happening. You know you don't want it for you. 
I want to know why you're so willing to accept it or to allow it to happen for others. Jane Kennedy, y'all. Jane Kennedy just sent us a message, just sent me an email because it's not about me. It's about us. I never claim I, I, it's not about me. I'm not going to sit here and claim that it's about me because it's not. I'm not going to sit here and say she emailed me. She emailed us. Mm. She is giving her time to us. She is going to be on air educating us. When I tell you Black History Month is going to blow your mind. Last year, <laughs> we received a lot of message last year for um, Black History Month. A lot of people were feeling the, the quote unquote movement. We were actually dubbed on Instagram the movement of Black History. Uh, and this year is going to be absolutely absolutely phenomenal like i can't believe i just cried youtube just saw me cry y'all you guys just saw me cry i feel some type of way yeah, i saw you cry it's okay keep on crying didn't i tell you to cry before remember i told you i was uh-huh. like keep on crying and that was joy degrew when joy degrew joy yeah. degrew charges six thousand dollars for one hour yep $6,000. she was gonna charge and that's the discount price that we I'm so serious. That is the you're a small nonprofit. All right, just six thousand dollars. Joy DeGruy was like Taylor. I can't give you an hour, but I give you forty five minutes. Hey. And I, I for zero. Yeah. And then Reggie called me, and I couldn't even breathe. Yeah, she was. I heard her crying, you guys, and I was like, you know what? I got two words for you. Keep crying. <laughs> she kept crying too. <laughs> I have a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe it is 6:58. Thank you. I love you. I appreciate you to all of the parents. I really don't know my role in this world. I really don't know my purpose in this world, but Yes, you do. We going to try and get it together. Yes, if, you do. I, I would love for us to have a school. And I would love for us to start kicking indoors and say, you want to fund a school? Bill Melinda Gates fund the school for little black boys and girls so they can learn Marcus Garvey uh uh, Henry grew <laughs> Marcus Garvey, <laughs> Frederick Douglass. <laughs> but you know what? It doesn't even have to be Marcus Garvey, yeah. Fred- Frederick Douglass. Yeah. It could be whatever. It could be anything. King Mansa Musa, 1300s. Hey. Stop playing. Okay, you. Stop playing, man. I, I'm I'm just on a silent term. I'm soaking in a whole bunch of information because I feel like a little kid. You know, what I'm saying I like cake, 50 Cent. You know, <laughs> that's what I feel like right now. But. Yeah, it could be it could be anything. It could be any 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 black ancestor. It doesn't necessarily have to be Frederick Douglass and, and Marcus Garvey. But I understand why he, um, Dr. Umar said those two prominent um, ancestors because they're powerful and they're deep and their legacy still lives on to today. Absolutely, so, yeah, I absolutely. I am blessed. Uh, I want to give another shout out to Mother Caroline Academy, all girls mm. school right here on Blue Hill Ave. They are accepting applications. We will have the girls on air. They were supposed to be on air next week, but due to their schedule, we're going to have to go ahead and push that back until March. Uh, so I'm okay with um, pushing that back. They're okay with pushing that back, but they will be on air speaking to us uh, and I'm also honored to be one of the co-hosts of the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Inspired College Fair Saturday, tomorrow, manana, January 16th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. All ages are welcome. Maunea Cast Recreation Complex, 120 Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. They are giving away scholarships yes. right there. Shout out to BASE, the BASE Scholarship um, 
is presenting an opportunity to showcase and provide high school seniors with access and information on scholarships, resources intended to close the financial aid gap while attending college. Uh, College scholarships and grants will be presented on-site physicals and FAFSA registration. And trust me, as far as parents are concerned, if you are not a, even for English-speaking parents, FAFSA can be a, what, what is this? How how do I do this? I don't know this. Like <laughs> FAFSA is really difficult. Trust me, I've had to fill the, fill it out as an adult mm. going to college as an adult, and I can only imagine how difficult it may be for a high school student or even a parent of a high school student. So come out and get your FAFSA taken care of. Uh, it's an interactive expo with college and community partners. The governor will be there, the mayor will be there, the media will be there, and I will be there. And I would love to give you a hug, baby. So if you can come out tomorrow from 10 a.m to 2 p.m. Uh, Maunea Cash. Y'all know where it's at. Come out. Give us some hugs. Uh, and shout out to Boss Lady because she is co-hosting with me. We do have the last caller of the day on the line. Good Rising Caller, you live. Hello. Good morning, Taylor. Hello. Good Rising. Good Rising. Uh, one thing that I would like you to do is to put a panel together so that we could come together and talk about how we could improve school system in Boston. I heard a caller before talking about we need to get out of Boston. But how could we get out of Boston and then all these other white people coming in? Why should we run away from our home? Let's make it better. And we have the tools if we come together, we could make it better. One of the problems in the school system is the pacing guide. No matter where the students are, they encourage us to move on. We gotta follow the pacing guide. Instead of servicing the children, we're servicing the pacing guide. Alright? So I know I have to run out and I'm gonna come down there at Melanie Cars Saturday and I'll introduce myself to you. Yay! Any more? Do we have any more? We I'm need more. so excited. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, baby. Thank you. I Absolutely. definitely, I, I love you and appreciate you the, for that. I can't wait to meet you tomorrow. Wrap my arms around you and yes. say thank you in person. Yes. All right, then. All right. Please take care, then. I will. I will. For those that are, I got some messages over here like, Taylor, you need me to check your blood pressure? I'm okay. <laughs> I'm all right. We gonna be all right. I get a little riled up sometimes. I do. I take full uh, responsibility, but it's for a reason and it's for a purpose and it's for our children and it's for our future. And if if I don't do it, who else will? I can speak for her eyes were red, but they're back to natural color, so she's cool. I can see her. <laughs> Thank for you. For those Reggie that are worried, B. I see her. I'm right in her face. You know what? That movie, uh, Avatar, where they mm. say, I see you, I think mm-hmm. we need to use that more often. I see you. Like, <laughs> I really do love that. But you know what? We going to be all right, y'all. Can I, can I just give one shout out, though? Absolutely. Um, you, you talked about the group base. They were actually at BNN TV last night, and they came and spoke and uh, gave an announcement about the event that's going to be happening tomorrow. And I just want to say shout out to Brianna Ford. She is one of the head yes. people at Base. Go on, break. I got in touch with her last night, and uh, we're going to be talking about some things concerning um, Base and, and work to do, too. So I'm woo, right woo, there Go on, Reggie B. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, I got you. I got us, you. you, I, we, we, we whatever, <laughs> whatever you wanted to be on your end, Taylor, but on my end, it's we, us, you, and I have work to do. That's what's up. 
<laughs> Whatever you want it to be, it is on your end. <laughs> All my life I had to fight. I love you. I appreciate you. I hope you guys had an awesome day today. Mwah! Big City 101.3 FM. All my life I has to fight. All my life I hard times like yeah, bad trips like yeah, Nazareth. I'm f***ed up, homie. You f***ed up, but if God got us, then we gon' be alright. And when I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut. Bahamas, I be looking at you from the face down. One Mac 11, even room with the face down. Skimming, and let me tell you about my life. Painkillers only put me in a twilight. We're pretty Benjamin, is the highlight. Now tell my mama I love her, but this what I like. Lord knows, 20 of them in my Chevy. Tell them all to come and get me, reaping everything I sow. So my karma come in heaven, no preliminary hearings on my record. I'm a gangster in silence for the record. Uh. Tell the world I know it's too late. Boys and girls, I think I'm going crazy. Trying to side my vices all day. Won't you please believe when I say? When you know we've been hurt, been down before. When our pride was low, looking at the world.